Welcome back. It's the Brady Farkas Show right here, WDEV, AM and FM, WDEVradio.com. It is Wednesday. It is 545-ish, and it is our time, as always, to talk with Freddie Coleman of ESPN Radio. You can check him out every single weeknight right here on WDEV beginning at 9 p.m. Freddie, Super Bowl is over. How are you? I'm good, my friend. Not as good as the Buccaneers, but not as bad as the Kansas City Chiefs. That is very true as well. I feel the same way. Hey, I got to congratulate you right off the bat. Top 20 ranking national radio shows on the Barrett Sports Media poll that just came out at the end of last week. Congratulations to you and yours. I appreciate that, my friend. And you just never know who was paying attention out there. But I always tell people, if our listeners, if anybody gives us their time, I don't care if it's one minute, five minutes, one hour, we're always going to be appreciative and definitely fortunate that people want to spend their time because more than ever before, Brady, time is definitely of the essence, whether you're worried about your health, you're worried about your family, you're worried about making sure your existence is going to continue. So anybody that gives us their time, we're definitely appreciative. There's no doubt about that. Well, we were proud of you. Happy to have you on our station and congratulations again. So last night I was watching the Celtics and Jazz and the Jazz ended up winning the game. And, and I got to say, as disappointed as I was to see the Celtics lose, I actually walked away pumped about Utah. The Jazz feel like a team that gives hope to non-desirable markets or small market teams and proves that you can win in those places. Am I making too much of the Utah Jazz right now? Oh, God, no, because I've been on that Utah Jazz train for about a couple of weeks now because they're not just really good. They have all the makings of being a team that even in a loaded Western Conference that can get to the NBA Finals. And you're right, because usually you have a big star in that market. You always wanted they're looking to go somewhere else. For example, Giannis Antetokounmpo in Milwaukee. There are plenty of people, Brady, that still don't believe that he's going to stay there long term. I don't have any such concerns about Donovan Mitchell because that that whole state, not just the city, but that whole state has really embraced him, and he has embraced them back. And even living in a state, well, let's be honest, when you're not exactly part of the population in terms of what it looks like from a demographic standpoint, he is not afraid to be himself. And that if something is going on from an injustice standpoint inside and outside of the basketball court, he's going to raise his voice. And whether people like it or not, that's on them. So the fact that he has been able to not just think about going somewhere else, but staying there and making it work with that basketball team, but also when something happens, he's not afraid to speak his mind. I think that's big for Utah, not just for the Jazz basketball organization, but for anybody that supports Utah Jazz in that community, whether it's locally or in the state. I said this about 10 minutes ago. Tell me if this is a good analogy. I have decided that, that Joe Ingles is like the the fun James Harden. What I mean by that is they both have this old man Y ball game, uh, you know, just nifty moves around the rim, draw contact, etc. But Ingles a little less ISO driven and a little less pump fake driven, so therefore he's a little more pleasing for me to watch. But Joe Ingles reminds me just of a more fun James Harden. I appreciate both of those guys because I'm not just going to say that Joe Hart Ingles is more fun to watch than James Harden because look at the different offenses that they play in because James Harden is an isolation player and you know what a great gifted scorer that he is. So why would you not take advantage of that no matter what head coach that you are? And I guarantee you that if you had James Harden playing a different system to try to flourish, he would be able to do that. We've seen that at times in the Brooklyn Nets. Granted, they can't beat anybody under 500, but when they play top flight teams, He's not worried about scoring. He's been a facilitator. His shots have gone down. His assists have gone up ever since he joined the Brooklyn Nets. So I clearly understand that some people may say that about James Harden and using Joe Ingles as an example how basketball is played the right way. But James Harden, in my opinion, does play basketball the right way, especially in the offense that he played in with Houston, especially after Mike D'Antoni got there. And now that he's with the Brooklyn Nets, he's been that facilitator, getting the ball more to Kevin Durant 
and also Kyrie Irving. They still have a lot to figure out, not just those three guys, but also Steve Nash, the head basketball coach. But I'm not a fan of both the way, of the way that both of these guys play. I appreciate the game that Joe Ingles brings to the table with the Utah Jazz, and I appreciate what James Harden has done before as an isolation basketball player and now being a facilitator with the Brooklyn Nets and that galaxy of stars they have with that organization. Freddie Coleman, ESPN Radio. Check him out at 9 p.m. tonight. And right now he's on the Brady Farkas Show on WDEV, AM and FM, WDEVradio.com. All right, let's move over to football now. Tom Brady wins the seventh Super Bowl, and everybody wants to f- still figure out who won Belichick or Brady. I'm not interested in that. What I am interested in is, do you believe that Tom Brady deserved a chance to retire a Patriot no matter what? No, I've never believed that because I've always been a big believer that wherever your skis are, if snow is better in a certain ski resort than another one, then you got to do that for your own self because we've seen Bill Belichick do that. He has always looked out for the best interest of the organization and players be damned in that situation. We've seen with Tom Brady. We've seen with other players throughout the history of the New England Patriots ever since Bill Belichick got there and made the Patriot way work for 20 years with Tom Brady as the starting quarterback. So I've never believed. It would be great if Tom Brady could have retired as a Patriot, that he played one year, played his whole career with one team. But I wanted the same thing with Patrick Ewing with the New York Knicks. That didn't happen. I'm sure plenty of people wanted the same thing with Joe Montana in San Francisco. That didn't happen. Many people wanted that's going to be the same case with Aaron Rodgers with the Green Bay Packers. I mean, Peyton Manning didn't end his career at the Indianapolis Colts. So I never used the word deserve, that you should deserve to play with one team your whole career. If you believe that team has not given you the respect that you believe that you have deserved, and that, was, to me, was clearly the case with Tom Brady saying, you know what, Bill Belichick in New England, I love it here, but deuces, I'm going to go somewhere else and have a lot of fun. And then you go out there and do it and win a championship. That's where Tom Brady deserves to be. Because the New England Patriots have always been very good at looking out for the best interest of the team. And Tom Brady said, I'm going to do the same thing for me, and I'm going to be able to make it work no matter where I'm going to go. You talk about looking out for you. We're seeing a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL thinking about doing that. Matthew Stafford, Deshaun Watson, now rumors about Russell Wilson. Maybe not that he wants out, but that he wants more input, rather, in what's happening in Seattle. Do you like the idea of this player empowerment movement in the NFL? I do, but I also live on planet Earth, and I know the owners are never going to allow that to happen. And with the Houston Texans, I think it's a different situation because that's a complete dumpster fire when it comes to organization, Brady. Let's call it as it is. When you have a guy in Deshaun Watson, when everything was crumbling around him, you move on from your general manager, you move on from your head coach, players are getting injured, and he went out there and played at an elite level every second of the day. I'm not saying you have to pay attention to him, but at least his voice should be heard just a little bit. And as far as I'm concerned, for the Houston Texans, as much of a dumpster fire as they are, why do you not want to solicit any kind of information from a guy that has complete respect, not just in that locker room, but among players um, and, and among other players in the National Football League? So I just don't get that. They don't have an obligation to take input from the players, especially the quarterback position. They can say, hey, we'll, we'll hire the coaches, we'll hire the GM, we'll own and you play football. But if you're an organization, you have somebody that, that is that respected in your locker room, why do you not want to listen to what he has to say? Because a mark of good leadership is knowing exactly when to take advice and who to take advice from. And you've got a guy that's Sean Watson willing to give advice or wanting to have some kind of input or wanting to let you know exactly where he's coming from. Why would you tell him that that's going to be okay and then you flat out lie to him and don't take his information or take his input? So you get what you deserve if you're the Houston Texans. And I don't blame players for trying to have more play empowerment, but there are going to be plenty of owners that don't want to hear that. And that's, a, and that's going to be a wonder how that's going to run, whether you're in Seattle, whether you're Houston, other places. 
Because more than ever before, if players believe the situation is not working, they're not just going to sit on their hands and hope that you'll be able to figure things out. You know, Freddie, I think I agree with you on a lot of what you just said. I think it's a case-by-case basis. I understand why Watson is ticked, and I think that his input should be valued. What I do have a problem with, I think, and I'm going to talk about this a little later in the show, is the idea of a guy who has a very long-term contract trying to force his way out after one year. That is what I don't like. You mean with Deshaun Watson, for example? Yeah, for him, for example. Well, it's not a case of trying to force himself out, in my opinion. It's a case of Deshaun Watson doesn't want to put up with it. And you make a fair point in terms of you sign that long-term contract. But how many times have you been in a situation, you think, I'm going to be here for a long time, and then something happens, you're saying, oh, my goodness, I can't stay here much longer. Deshaun Watson not doing anything different than most of us would do if we were facing that situation in our jobs. Believe me, I've run into plenty of radio people that signed a contract and then a year later think, oh, my God, what have I done? They wanted to go somewhere else, but they were bound by that contract. Deshaun Watson has a no-trade clause in his contract, which means because if we're going to attach it to Deshaun Watson, say, trying to get out from underneath that contract after one year, then why are we holding other teams and their feet to the fire when they do the same thing to players? When they sign a player to a long-term deal and then they want to restructure the contract or have the player take less money and defer it down the line. If we're going to hold players accountable from that standpoint, Brady, then we got to start doing the same thing with organizations. Because they're playing organizations, they'll sign somebody to a long-term contract, and then a year later they want to restructure their contract so they can pay other people. You can't have it both ways if you're an owner or a team in the National Football League where you're going to put that at the player's feet, but yet you don't want anybody to call you out when you do the same thing. Freddie, I'll get you out of here on this. We're talking about quarterbacks. We're talking about Patriots quarterbacks. Well, the guy who was their quarterback, Cam Newton. So I am new to Instagram, Freddie, as of last week. So I come across Cam on Instagram, and I see Cam posting workout videos, hype videos, and he posts some line like, I'm here to get all the 2020 took from me. And I'm thinking to myself, last year I liked the Cam hype videos. I thought it was good marketing. I thought it was good to show his motivation. This year, after the year that he had, I don't know that it's a good look for Cam. Am I just being an old Scrooge, or does it not matter? No, you're not being an old Scrooge. I'm with you on that one because I don't believe 2020 took anything away from Cam Newton. If he was not in the National Football League, then he might have a point with that Instagram post. But he had a chance to play with an organization that has been, for my money, the greatest organization in the history of the National Football League, but they've been able to do with six championships in 20 years with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. You had a chance to be a part of something like that, and it didn't work out for you. It wasn't a case of 2020 taking anything away from you because you had a job in the National Football League and a starting quarterback job in the National Football League when many people did not believe that that was going to happen. I'll raise my hand. I thought I was one of those people that said, yeah, I wonder if we're going to see if we've seen the last of Cam Newton from 2019 to Carolina Panthers. So if anything took anything away from Cam Newton, it was the fact that he is a depreciating quarterback and he can no longer just put a team on his shoulders and run through people. You can do that when you're 22, 23, 24 years of age or when you win an MVP like Cam Newton. But now more than ever before, if he wants to get on an NFL team, even at the back of the quarterback, you got to be a more accurate passer. you got to be better with the football. And if you can't do that, then we're going to see another Instagram post in 2022 when he said trying to get back with 2021 took away from me, which means not being on an NFL roster in 2021. Freddie Coleman, ESPN Radio, Freddie and Fitzsimmons, 9 p.m. tonight right here on WDEV and every single weeknight on WDEV. Freddie with us every single Wednesday at this time. Freddie, we always appreciate the time and the insight. We will talk to you again next week. My pleasure, Brady. Have a good seven days and try to stay warm.